Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Mother of Fun podcast. My name is Audrey, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you 10 things that I started doing recently in order to help heal my mental health, in order to help me to be a better mom. So, a little over a month ago, I realized that things just weren't going the way they should be, and I just wasn't feeling great. I, you know, was I don't want to say like I was so, so depressed, but honestly, now that I look back at who I was and how I felt during the winter and spring, I definitely did experience some depression. And I have mentioned a few times about my postpartum rage, which I am working up the courage to share that episode with you. Maybe the next episode I'll do it, but... It's just really hard to talk about for me, but I do want to put it out there in case you're struggling with that as well. So hopefully it's coming. But anyways, I definitely want to share this episode with you today, as I said, because I just think that it is so, so important to care for your mental health. And I did not realize that until I was 15 months postpartum. And it's just crazy that I didn't realize that. So I shifted completely. So instead of baby comes first, I now realize that mom has to come first in order to take care of the baby. It sounds so trivial, like anybody should be able to figure that out on their own. And, you know, we should know that right from the get go. But honestly, as a new mom and a first time mom, I just felt so much pressure to do everything, you know, perfectly for Mia and make sure that she is getting everything that she needs. And I just answered, you know, her every cry and did pretty much just lived for her for the first 15 months of her life. And of course, you know, as a mom, I don't want to say that I regretted doing that because I definitely don't. But at the same time, I do regret letting myself get lost in that. So in today's episode, I'm going to share some of the things that I started doing over the last a little over a month. Um, So hopefully it will help you guys. You guys can try it out. I have, like I said, 10 different things. So you can try even just a few of them this week after you listen to this episode. And I hope that you find them helpful. So before I jump in, I just wanted to set the scene for you guys. It is 8.21 p.m. on a Saturday night, and I am recording this from my bed because I usually record my podcast when I'm outside with Mia walking, but it's raining this whole weekend, and I definitely wanted to have time to put this out there, so I decided to record it at home. Probably the sound is better because it's quiet in here. I'm just sitting here, and, and the dog is sleeping on the bed. My husband, Hui, is in this wood shop right now down in the basement. And of course, Mia is asleep. So um, I'm just looking at the baby monitor. She's got her butt in the air. That's how she likes to sleep. It's really cute. So anyways, just like to set the scene so you guys know where I'm coming to you from. So today is in bed. My back is also hurting a little bit. So I don't know what's wrong with that. So anyways, I am going to jump in to my list of 10 things that you can do to start working on your mental health. So 
I did talk about a few of these things in the episode where I shared my experience with my break from Instagram. But if you missed that episode, don't worry, because I'm going to share pretty much everything I said there, plus more here. So let's just dive right in. So the first thing that I started doing to help my mental health is journaling. So when I was a kid, I used to journal a lot, like I'm telling you, I have, I think, like, 10 years worth of my life just every single day recorded in journals, which is insane, and it's not even exaggerating. Like, I literally would write, like, when I went poop (laughs) and what I ate and what I had a dream about. Like, I wrote everything down. And so I've always loved journaling, and even, like, you know, before I had Mia as an adult, I would still, like, carry a notebook in my purse always, when I'd go like to work or anywhere, I always had a little soft cover notebook that I would sometimes write in. So like, I do love to do like lists and stuff. So like, not just to do lists, but just like lists of anything. So like, lists of things I'm excited for, like lists of videos that I want to create for YouTube, um, self care to do list, which is going to be something I talk about soon, like all these different lists. And then I can do like some formal journaling where I just like write out like something that happened, how it made me feel, etc. So I've always been a journaler, but obviously after having a baby, I just did not ever want to like sit down and write. So I completely stopped doing that. And now I've brought it back into my life and it's so much fun to just like sit down even for five minutes before bed. So I've been trying to go to bed by 10 o'clock. And so sometimes around 9.45, I will curl into my bed with my journal. And even if it's just like a five or 10 minute session, it helps me to sleep too. So like if I'm worried about something, I can write about it. Or if I have like a few things that I want to do, like in the next few days, almost like um, a brain dumping it out onto the page. That way I don't think about it when I'm trying to sleep. I do that and that has helped me so much. So I definitely recommend journaling if you just want something that's a little bit therapeutic but doesn't require like a big um, commitment to anything because you just have like whatever notebook. I recommend getting like something cute that you like writing in. Get some nice pens and just like five minutes a day you can commit, right? It doesn't have to be like a diary where you say like, dear diary, today I woke up and I took care of my baby and we ate this and we did that and they pooped. Like, you don't have to do it like that. But just like anything that you think will make you feel good to write down, even if it's like affirmations. I am a big fan of like affirmations and um, visualizing different things that you want in your life. So even if you just write down a few affirmations that makes you feel good. So like, um, for example, I am confident in my choices and my actions. I really like that one. I always remind myself of that because sometimes it can be so easy to feel like you're failing or you are not doing things the way people think you should. So yeah, I'm like almost tearing up because I really love that affirmation. It's one that has stuck with me for years. So I figured I would share it with you guys. So yeah, journaling is my first. Number two is audio diaries. So I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this a few times here on the podcast where I just take out my phone exactly like what I'm doing right now. So if you guys don't know, 
I wear AirPods and I click record in the voice memos app on my iPhone. And that's how I record these podcasts. And that's also how I do my audio diary every single day. Almost every single day. I didn't do it today. But usually if I am going out to the park in the morning, I will just open up my phone and for 15 minutes, I just talk. And I talk about whatever I want. I talk about the weather, how I'm feeling, what I'm doing that day, what I did yesterday. If something's bothering me or if I'm like stressed about something, I have even cried on it before. Like I literally get so deep with myself. And I think it's great because it's a safe place where I can express myself on these audio recordings. So if you um, like the feeling of talking about your feelings, but don't want to actually tell anybody how you feel about something, like you're not there yet, you're not ready for it, definitely try audio diaries. You can just hit record and I think it's better than just talking to yourself without recording it. I like the record feature because I actually listen back to my recordings from you know a month ago and even some from years ago that I actually did this a few years ago as well and then I restarted it recently because I just needed an outlet and it's really cool to like listen to your old self talking like your past self and see how much you've grown even just from like whatever you were dealing with in that moment and then to see how you got through it I think it's really cool so audio diaries I I think I recommend audio diaries even more than journaling because it's just so nice to just be able to talk to yourself and communicate with yourself so I mentioned this as well in another episode that communication is so so important and if you can't communicate with yourself then it's going to be really hard for you to work through things that you're struggling with because you may not even want to confront, you know, the core of the issues. So these audio diaries are a great way for you to just talk it out with yourself and then hopefully find a way to move past things or work through things. I literally will work through my issues like in real time on these audio diaries and it's really awesome. So highly recommend audio diaries if you have not tried it, just try it even for like three days in a row or like it doesn't have to be in a row, but like three days this week after you've listened to this, try it out. Just get your your recorder, turn it on and talk. Just let everything out and you're going to feel really good. Number three is a self-care to-do list. So I am a Virgo. I am very into being productive and being efficient with my time and checking all the boxes on my to-do list. I used to make a to-do list every single day in high school. Like, I can't wait. I have all my journals that I mentioned. They're at my grandma's house in Maine. And I can't wait to finally get them down here in New Jersey because I just want to look at, like, all the things I wrote because I'm pretty sure some of them have my to-do lists. And yeah, every day I would just do to-do lists. So I did like chores and stuff, chores and homework, and then like my hobbies. So I'll put it all on a to-do list, and I still love to-do lists. So now, though, I I had two different lists that I have used since having a baby. So the first one, actually, I'm going to recommend on this on the same topic is a done list. 
So if you just had a baby and you're in the newborn phase, or even if your baby's a few months old, but you're still trying to figure things out, which trust me, it definitely takes a long time to figure out motherhood because the babies change so fast. Like right when you figure it out, they change and you have to figure it out again. And so it may not leave you enough time to like feel productive and make a to-do list and then actually do the to-do list. So I started doing a done list and it helped me so much because if you are just like going through the motions of caring for a baby or a toddler or even an older child, like you may feel like, oh my God, I got nothing done today. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you can definitely relate and know that um, you've had that feeling before. So for me, I would get so, so stressed out. I'd be like, what the heck? I hate this. This is terrible. Like, I'm not being productive. And then I started doing done list. And I would literally write down even the smallest, tiniest thing. And when you're in the newborn phase, definitely you can put down, like, you know, gave the baby a bath and stuff like that. But for me, my done list, I wanted to write stuff that was not caring for the baby because I feel like taking care of the baby and being a mom is like non-negotiable. You can't just not do it. So I personally just didn't want to write it down. I wanted to write down all the stuff that I actually did outside of being a mom. And so if it was like, you know, did a load of laundry or took a shower, like even took a shower goes on my done list, I would write it down. And so seeing that helped me to like feel a little more calm. And then I got finally to a point where I could get back to a to-do list once you know, baby was like 13 months old or something, took a long time. And so now back to what I was saying with self-care to-do list, I feel like it's also important to make lists of things that are not pressing like productivity, have to do this, have to check this off, but more, I want to do these things. So my self-care to-do lists are relaxing like there are things that if I do all the things on the list my soul is going to sing because I'm just so happy I did it so like for example um, doing my nails or making a vision board or my audio diaries getting outside uh, just like all the things that will light my soul up I put on a self-care to-do list I do it weekly so each week I'll write out like 10 or 12 things that I want to do that are just for me and not for anybody else. And then I slowly work on it throughout the whole week. Because I also think that as you become a mom, a daily to-do list just doesn't happen because every day is different. Some days are chaotic and you just can't have like the guaranteed feeling like, oh yeah, I will definitely get this done today. So I like a weekly list and I just like doing the things that fill your cup that's something that like the perspective I go I go by now is what am I doing to fill my cup because I spent so much time doing things that didn't bring me joy and so I just had like excess stress all the time because I was trying to do like social media stuff right I was trying to do you know my YouTube Instagram blogging like everything all at once And I expected perfection from everything I was doing, plus being a mom. And so by doing like the self-care to-do list, it just feels more nourishing. You know, it's like nourishing my soul. And it's what I needed in order to like fix my mental health. So that's what I started doing. 
So again, self-care to-do list. You can do it for the week of whatever week you're listening to this episode. Just write down five things to start. Five things that will make you so happy if you could do them within the next seven days and try it out. So the fourth thing on my list is slowing down and listening to my body slash heart. So like I said, I love being productive But the problem with trying to be productive all the time is sometimes I would force myself to do things when I did not feel like doing them. And the problem there is then you start to hate doing the stuff that you used to like doing. And so, for example, like editing my YouTube videos, I had a very strict schedule of three uploads per week. And so sometimes I would force myself to film a vlog or edit a vlog when I just was tired and didn't want to because I was trying to keep up with my rigid schedule. And so I started recently to just let it go and slow TF down because the world's not going to end if I don't put an upload up. Like, it was just crazy for me to put so much pressure on myself for no reason. Like, yeah, I'm making a little tiny bit of pocket change from my YouTube channel. So I was trying to take it, like, seriously, like an actual job. But my job right now is stay-at-home mom, and that is, like, two and a half full-time jobs in itself. So for me to try and, like, treat my used-to-be hobby as another job was crazy. And so now if I am, like, okay, I have to – I'm going to have to. Like, I have this video that I filmed. I need to edit it. Do I want to do it today? I ask myself, do I want to do it right now? Do I feel like doing it? And if the answer is no, then I'm not doing it. Like, I just stopped pushing myself so hard all the time. And I was so afraid to not do it, you know? Like, I felt like, well, I've been so dedicated and so consistent for almost four years. So why would I, why would I throw that all away? That was the mentality. I was like, why would I throw that all away? When I can just keep pushing, I can just keep doing it, I can do it, I can do it. Like, maybe I just need to take, like, a break for a week, and then I can keep pushing. And it's like, no, you know, maybe a break would help, but it's just not healthy, and there's no reason to do it. So, by listening to my body and my heart and letting that guide me, I am so much happier because I'm no longer just, like, trying to do stuff just to, just to appease my again, like my to-do list and my productivity genes. And now I focus more on like, okay, how am I feeling right now? Am I tired? Okay, I'm going to go to bed early. Um, Do I want to just like relax and watch Netflix? Fine. You can like, I can just relax. Like I don't have to be productive every single night because I used to work every night after the baby went to bed. I would edit, write blogs, write my ebook, um, make uh, captions and and edit photos for Instagram and plan content and do like all this stuff and I'm like what the heck like every night after being with the baby all day every night so nobody in their right mind would do that so I'm glad I slowed down and changed that so if you are listening and you are like that it's okay like you are gonna be just fine if you decide to take things a little less seriously and just slow down and I think the the really the stem of the problem here is that our society puts productivity on the highest pedestal and if you feel like you're not meeting 
like the societal pressures of being quote unquote productive you feel like you're not hustle you know like the hustle culture I hate that I used to be so sucked into that hustle culture and it's like you don't need a nine to five you just have to have a CEO mindset and the drive and to work hard and push yourself even if it means staying up all night to reach your dreams and it's like yeah maybe that works for some people but I'm a mama and I stay up all night to be a mom <laughs> like not by choice but you know what I mean so for me to just like think that I could do that while being a mom is crazy and I know there are moms out there that do that and you know maybe that makes them happy and that's fine but for me it just was not it was not making me happy because I don't have time during the day and so if I had help you know maybe things would be different but for the past 16 months I have been raising Mia pretty much like the sole caretaker my husband helps but he works from home he's working so it's always me and my mother-in-law is coming next week so I'll probably do an episode all about that but I'm finally gonna get some help and then maybe I can get back to like the grind but for now I've just been slowing it down and just doing what I need to do to make myself happy so now we're on number five this is gonna be a long episode So number five is just simple. It's getting outside because last winter, I literally did not go outside for like three weeks in a row. And that probably is why I was not feeling great mentally. So now obviously it's summer, it's warm, it's almost June. And I go out every single day, except for today, I I went out to the post office, but we did not take a walk because it was raining today. And it's going to be raining all weekend, which is a bummer because like I said, I do love getting out. And that also brings me to point number six or tip number six, which is creating a routine. So for me, I'm a stay at home mom. I don't have like a day job. So I kind of was missing that feeling of, you know, being in a routine. So like when you go to work, you have your wake up time and then you get up, you get ready, you drive there, you you get your coffee or whatever you get. I don't get coffee, but you get your coffee, you check your emails, you say hello to your coworkers, you work hard, you take your lunch break. You work semi-hard, and then you go home, and then you have your home life, and you do your whole routine. But as a stay-at-home mom, I don't have a routine at all. And I just, like, accepted that almost for (laughs) the first, like, 14 months. I was like, yeah, well, I don't have a routine because I don't have a job, so this is just how life is, and I can't control the baby, and and my life is just in shambles. And I just kind of accepted that there would be no routine. And I kind of regret that because I think that's one of the reasons I was so unhappy is because I felt like I didn't have a purpose. Like, yes, my purpose was to take care of the baby, but it's just like a psychological thing of when you have a routine, everything just seems more organized and you feel more in control of your life. So I definitely recommend you create a routine for yourself. So now my routine it's not like I get up and I, you know, meditate and do yoga and have all this like free time in the morning. No, my daughter wakes up between 5.10 and 5.30 every morning. So, you know, I open my eyes and then it's mom time. It's like, okay, gotta go get the baby, nurse her, get up, change her diaper, feed her, etc. 
But what I have done is built things into my day that are like a semi-routine. So for example, after breakfast, we get dressed, we get ready, and we go out to the park almost every day, unless it's raining. That is part of my routine. And then when we are walking to the park, I do my audio diaries. And then we play at the park and we enjoy ourselves. And then we come home and then she goes down for her nap. And then during her nap, I have my time to decide, like, what am I going to do? So usually I'll think ahead of time before she actually goes to sleep. Like, okay, I'm going to do, like, this, this, and this during her nap today. Because I used to just, like, wait till she was asleep. And then I'd be like, okay, now what am I going to do? And then I would, like, spend half the nap time trying to decide what I wanted to do. And then I would do a little bit and then she'd wake up. So now I plan ahead, like, what I'm going to do during her nap, and then we have lunch, and then usually after lunch, we'll either play on the deck or the playroom or go to the park again, or, like, have a play date with another mom, and then, of course, later is dinner and bath time and bedtime and blah, 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 and then I do my exercise at night around 8.30, so I kind of have, like, a loose routine now, so it's not you know, guaranteed because sometimes it rains so we can't go out or if the baby's crazy then maybe, you know, things will be different or her her nap schedule. Different things are different every day, but for the most part I have like a skeleton routine almost. So it gives me a little bit of feeling of control of my day. So I definitely recommend doing that. Even if you're just staying home, you don't have a job. It doesn't have to be like a productivity routine either. It just has to be something that you know you can expect like what's going to happen that day around the same time. And I also live listen to the New Mamas podcast every Wednesday. So plug to my friend Lena's podcast. If you are listening this far into this episode, then you must like podcasts. So definitely check out her podcast. It is absolutely amazing. That's my Wednesday ritual. She uploads every Wednesday. So, yeah, definitely just make a routine for yourself. Number seven is therapy. So I know it can be so scary to, number one, admit to yourself that you need to speak to a professional. And number two, to actually call a professional and set it up. And for me, it took a long time because I felt like therapy is something that you do when you need to be fixed. Like something's wrong with you. So you need like help like professional help. And of course, like, because it's so it's stigmatized in such a negative way, that of course, I thought that but I am now a changed person. And I definitely believe that everybody could benefit from having a therapist. Like, it doesn't matter if you're going through something or not in in the moment. Because sometimes I'll have my therapy session and That week, I won't really have anything to talk about specific. So we'll just talk about like different things in my life that may have happened in the past just to like so she can get to know me better. And it almost helps to just like connect like things from my past to like things that I experience now. Or we'll talk through things that's going on now. So, for example, um, my husband and I had a fight last weekend and it was, you know, pretty bad. We don't usually fight, but it was really emotional and I like left the house crying and it was just terrible. But I had therapy and I was able to talk through it. And now I feel a lot better about like, like, obviously, I wish we didn't have a fight because it was pretty shitty. But 
it's just good to like talk through different things that you wouldn't want to really tell your friends or I mean even if you tell your friends they may not know like what to say to you so therapy is good I'm doing telemedicine right now and my current insurance covers everything so I don't have to pay anything so I get once a week video chat with a therapist so definitely look into it especially if you have health insurance that would cover 100% there's really no reason not to do it especially if you have anything like related to motherhood so like birth traumas or postpartum depression postpartum anxiety just like feeling overwhelmed or isolated or lonely any of those things you can talk to somebody about it you don't have to be alone so please if you're listening I'm like getting teary-eyed because again I truly believe that this is important so definitely call somebody and find someone that you connect with so when I had postpartum depression, I had a therapist and I hated her. She just like did not click with me. And then I just quit therapy and never went back. But this one I have now is I really like her. So I look forward to our conversations every week. So take the time. I know, I know it's like, I don't even have time to shower. How am I going to have time to find a therapist? But if you have any local mom groups, you can ask around and see if there's somebody that people like or just go on your insurance website and see who is recommended there. You can also ask your OBGYN office. That's where I got the recommendation for my therapist. Um, I was like crying at the at the office about some birth traumas, which I could probably do an episode about if you want to hear more. If I, I feel like it's so hard for me to talk about the heavy stuff, but maybe I'll get to it. But I was like crying in their office and I'm like, okay, well, if you want to see somebody, we recommend these people. So you, you can find people. It just may take you, you know, a couple weeks to find somebody and get it set up. But I definitely recommend. Number eight. So we have three more. Number eight is realizing that the only person that I can control is myself. So I spent so much time like getting angry with, you know, the baby or with my husband because there were things that I expected from them that it just wasn't going to happen. And I just wish that I had realized that I cannot control anybody except for myself. And it's kind of like how they say um, like negative events only are only as bad as you let them be based on like your response like it's all about how you handle the situation and how you decide to respond to it so like you can you can decide to just be like upset and crying and and like hating your life or you can decide to go a different direction so I used to be like oh my god I wish that my husband was doing this that and the other thing why can't he just be this way And it's like, well, that's not who he is. You can't just expect people to be somebody that they're not. So, you know, you can, of course, like have conversations with people if you really feel like there's something that you want to express. But there's no guarantee that that's going to change the other person. And the only person you can control is yourself. So as soon as I started realizing that, it just made me a lot less stressed out because instead of like grumbling all the time like oh I wish he would do this or I wish the baby would do this like why is it like this why is it blah 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 I would just instead be like okay well that's what's gonna happen 
what can I do about it, you know? So you just kind of have to turn within yourself and work through things sometimes. As much as you wish everybody else would just, like, drop everything and support you and be the person that you wish they would be, it doesn't always happen. And if you expect too much from other people, you're also setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. So that's my tip number eight is to just realize that the only person that you can control is yourself and then hopefully that will help you to feel a little less stressed out because you know that number nine is exercising I am really happy that I am into a proper fitness routine now it is so good at relieving stress I feel like I'm in control of my health and my body a little more. Yeah, I'm not like losing a million pounds, not that I I need to, but I'm not really doing it for that. I'm doing it more for just the feeling of feeling healthy, feeling cared for. It's just a good way to, to put yourself, you know, at the top of your priority list is to get some exercise, even if that's just out going out for walks with the baby or, you know, a 10-minute little workout in your living room is, is something you could do. Or, like, dancing. I love to just, like, blast my favorite music and then just go crazy and dance, you know, dance like no one's watching. Sometimes I watch in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm glad no one's watching. But it's just fun. So I highly recommend you to find, like, an exercise that would make you happy, even if it's just, you know, 10 minutes per day. And then the last one on my list of things that has helped me to clear my mental headspace is realizing that social media does not matter when it comes to my true happiness. So I actually did this little exercise in my journal. I'm actually going to get up and grab it because I did want to look back on it. And this is kind of where the realization happened. So I went in my journal, tip number one, journaling, and I wrote out... Where is it? I wrote out this list and it was like my priorities, right? Um, I'm trying to find it. Just give me one second. It was a list of priorities. And let me tell you that that was just not on the list. Like social media was okay. Here it is. So my priorities were Amelia Rose, which is my daughter, my mental health, my husband, Peanut, my dog, my YouTube channel, and my physical health. So YouTube, I don't consider social media by the traditional sense because YouTube is like my creative outlet. I love to do my vlogs and just share it and be happy about it. I did kind of get caught up in numbers for a little while, but now I'm I'm kind of relaxed about it again. But it's more like Instagram that kind of drove me insane. So when I wrote that list, I was like, you know, that's great. Like I, I would love to focus on these. But then it, it's like, well, Instagram's not even on this list. So why did I spend so much time worrying about Instagram? It's just crazy. And then this other exercise, while I'm in my journal, I just want to share this one because I think this was super helpful as well. And I really want you to do it. Maybe I'll like share this somewhere so that people can do it themselves. I did a prompt. I just make these things up. It's just like whenever I'm in my journal things just come to me and I just start writing. So I wrote out, who am I? What makes me me? 
And then I wrote like, my name is Audrey Ann Nguyen. And then all my names in all my languages. So Nguyen Ming Ang is my Vietnamese name. And then Liang Ailian is my Chinese name. And then Odori is how you say Audrey in Korean. I like wrote it in my notebook. And then I wrote things I love. Number one, being a mama. But then I wrote everything else that's like just me. I just went and kept writing. So I'm going to read it real quick. Um, I hope you don't mind. I wrote boba, chocolate, ice cream, Oreos, which all those things bring me a lot of joy. So <laughs> that's why I need to do the healthy lifestyle. <clears throat> the last episode, if you missed it. And then I wrote dresses, lavender nail polish, my camera, my AirPods, vlogging, editing, photography, music, learning Vietnamese, Chinese, and Korean, texting my friends, eating, shopping, dressing up, working out, going for walks, traveling, going out to eat, meeting people from other countries, thrift shopping, cleaning, organizing, decluttering, working, writing, and making lists. So this is just an exercise that really brought me a lot of joy because it helped me to just like remember who am I like because after this year of COVID slash motherhood I almost forgot who I was and it was just nice to write this out and now every time I look at this page my heart is glowing because it's just really cool to see the essence of Audrey on this page so if you want to do like your first journal prompt then maybe you guys should try that so just do who am I what makes me me? Write your name and then write all the things you love, all the things you bring you joy and all the things that you, it's almost like if you were collecting things that bring you joy, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but what would you collect? What would you want in your life? What, if, if you could just share everything about you that makes you you, that makes you happy what would it be? Write it all down. Oh, and I also wrote driving. I almost missed that. I do like driving. So I could have probably kept writing more, but I think those kind of summed up who I am in a, in a way. I didn't write writing, did I? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Just making sure I didn't forget any important parts of myself. So that is like, I don't know how we got here. Oh, yeah. Realizing social media doesn't matter. Like, social media was not listed on that list either. So when I wrote out the priorities list and then the what makes me me slash joy kind of a thing, it just didn't have social media on there because it doesn't bring me joy. What brings me joy is, like, making friends and connecting with people, no doubt, and taking pictures. I love photography and I love sharing photos, but I don't know. You guys, if you if you heard the Instagram and, and also the content creator journey episodes, then you know what, what I'm talking about. So anyways, this episode is almost 40 minutes long, so I'm going to have to wrap it up. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys try some of the things that I shared with you. I have been doing all of these things. Like, all these things have helped me over the last five or six weeks. And I just feel a lot more mentally grounded and... Yeah, I still have a lot of shit to work through. <laughs> I think we all do always. There's just, there's always something, right? There's always something that you can improve in your life. You're never going to be 100% happy. 
And that's okay. That's what life is all about. You know, you, you wouldn't even be happy if there were no sad or, or hard times to reflect, you know, to compare. So definitely give these a try. You can check the show notes. I'm actually going to put the whole list down there. So if you don't remember what I talked about, you can just look at the show notes. And I will end this episode. So I'm not sure what the next one will be about, but I will hopefully record it soon for you. So thank you again so much for listening. We have about 12 people that listen regularly. And that is, it just makes me so happy that you guys are here. You guys are listening, enjoying the content. I said this before, but I really feel like excited to express myself in these audio audio recordings these podcast episodes so just thank you guys for taking the time if you put me on in the background while you were folding laundry or having a meal or driving somewhere thank you so much I appreciate it you can leave a review on apple podcast like the apple whatever if you want if you enjoyed it I did see we have four ratings of all five stars so that really made me happy too So thank you, thank you, thank you for rating the show, for listening to the show. If you want to share the episodes with people who you think would enjoy them too, then definitely do that. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. So stay safe and well, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.